Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. It's the official podcast of New Hope Church. All sorts of things going on here at New Hope Underground. We've got our regular episodes where we usually have interview an interview or two with uh, someone in our church, and we also have uh, the stuff with Tyler or Hot Goths or I can't remember all the names they come up with now. <laughs> <laughs> talking about what's going on here at New Hope Church. And we also do, like I said, um, the Ephesians series. We've talked about that before. And sometimes what will pop up in this New Hope Underground um, feed will be our discussions on through the book of Ephesians. That's tying up here this next week. So our last one will be uh, coming up here real quick. Actually, Sunday, we'll drop the last one for Ephesians chapter 6, end of Ephesians 6, and we'll conclude our Ephesians series. I hope you've enjoyed that. hope you've been listening to that. hope you've been able to read along with us as we're uh, studying through Ephesians. Uh, we're hoping to do this again uh, in 2023 when we uh, go through a Bible book uh, on Sunday mornings. Anyway, today uh, we have a great interview, like I said. Uh, my wife, Sharla, is going to be interviewing someone special here. And I'll let her introduce you and uh, introduce her, I'm sorry, and talk about uh, some, I think, some really relevant topics for a lot of you. We're going to get a lot out of this interview. So without further ado, here we go. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, today, we're going to have a conversation. Um, I talked about this last time uh, with Darren that I wanted to have a special conversation with a friend on introverts and how they fit in with the church and what that looks like on a whole. And so I have with me Lindsay Sturkey. And the really funny thing about Lindsay that I remember, I didn't even tell you this beforehand, is when we first came to New Hope, um, I instantly friended you on Goodreads because that to me is like, oh, okay, yeah. But you asked me a question about a book I had read and what I thought about it, and that was Quiet by Susan Cain, which is a book on introverts. And right then I knew, oh, we're going to be friends forever. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> and so <laughs> so naturally when I thought about this, I thought, ah, oh, we have to talk about this. And not just because it's fun for us, but because um, I know that there are so many introverts who struggle and maybe feel some guilt and wonder how they fit in because nothing seems to seem seems to fit quite right. And so we're going to have this talk. Yes. And I'm super excited. So me too. most people know who you are, but just do a little, little brief rundown of who you are, Lindsay. Yes. So my name is Lindsay Serkey. I'm married to Tyler, who mm-hmm. most of you know as the lead pastor here mm-hmm. at New Hope. We have two very energetic, wonderful twin girls, Addie and Lissy, who are eight years old. I uh, work for the Real Life Process with Teresa McCloy as her marketing director. We work with coaches, consultants, helping them develop content with the clients that they work with. And the Real Life Process is a life management system that helps you start with your being and then flow to your doing. And so that's the work that I do is writing content and marketing and all of those things, which is super fun. So like uh, you said, I'm an introvert. And so I love things like reading and writing and quiet and all of those things. <laughs> and you have two very energetic girls. Yes. Which is hard sometimes when yes. you're an introvert, trying to figure out that balance. Of, Absolutely. Of letting them play and then saying, why can't they just sit and read quietly? (laughs) 
And they do sometimes. Sometimes. So, yeah. Sometimes. Welcome to the real world. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's hard sometimes. Yeah. Well, um, the conversation I really wanted to have with you is about, um, it seems to me that the modern church and the way we do church in America is very much for extroverts. But to back up a bit, just so people understand what we're talking about when we say introverts versus, you know, I don't know. Um, When I'm talking about an introvert, and I'm pretty sure you agree with me on this, we're talking about somebody who, um, in their main core of who they are, when they are around a lot of people or, like, forced interaction, that kind of thing, they drain. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can recharge is by having some quiet and solitude. Yes. Versus um, somebody who maybe gets fired up and the more the merrier, hey, walking into a party, hey, how you doing? Versus an introvert, at least I know from my own personal experience, I tend to be the wall hugger and I search for that one person to make connection with. Yes. And um, so... That's kind of what we mean. Um, Do you have anything to add to that definition? Yeah, I think, like you said, a lot of it is about energy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're not sure if you're an introvert or an extrovert, to think about if you've had a long, hard day, Mm -hmm. how do you recharge? Mm -hmm. Do you want to go hang out with some friends or Mm -hmm. do you want to be in a quiet room alone? For me, it's an easy, I want to be in a quiet room alone. That's how I recharge. And I think, you know, another way I've heard it described that helped me is that if you're an introvert, it's almost like your interior world, your internal world feels more real and appealing than the external world. Oh gosh, yeah. Which I feel like is such a good description. I think a common, you know, misunderstanding about introverts you know, is that it's it's not the same thing as being shy mm-hmm. necessarily. You know, mm-hmm. that can go together, but um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're shy or that you don't want to talk to other people. Right. But it just means your energy. Where do you get energized? Whether it's right. around other people or by yourself. Right. And it's also not the same as having social anxiety. Right. Although sometimes we can sort of feel some anxiety right. in a social environment. Yes. But you might not, you might see someone who it's like, gosh, I'm surprised they're an introvert because they seem like they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're outgoing and they're charismatic, but yet they still refuel by being alone. Right. Well, you're kind of a classic example of that because you lead worship. Right. And most people, when they think of an introvert, they're not thinking of somebody who's comfortable on the stage or right, whatever. Yeah. And I think it's interesting for me because I don't, I'm very comfortable getting in front of people and speaking or singing or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. But if you put me in the middle of a large social setting Mm -hmm. and tell me to start a conversation with someone I don't know, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm nervous Mm -hmm. and anxious. It's kind of like your brain switches on to, this is my job. This is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And you can do it and you can do it well. Right. But then if it's not the first thing you're going to choose to do. Yeah. Which, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's hard. Yeah. That is hard. Yeah. Okay. Um. So tell me, how do you think growing, having grown up in the church and where you're at today, how do you think you fit in as an introvert? Yeah, I think, you know, growing up in the church, I feel like a lot of examples of even leaders Mm -hmm. were typically those who were charismatic Mm -hmm. and full of just this over the top energy. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Mm -hmm. we need, we need that presence too, but I feel like as I've grown into who I am and what I bring, those times I have alone of reflection mm-hmm. and of reading or study or writing, mm-hmm. um, that becomes then 
what God uses in my ministry with others. And mm-hmm. so it's not so much the loud, um, charismatic type of personality that comes out for me, but it's what do I what do I receive and experience in those times of quiet reflection that then I bring to other people, right? Um, and I think you know, as introverts, we see the world differently and we notice things that mm-hmm. other people don't because we are kind of more of that. A lot of times, observing what's going on, mm-hmm. and so we see things and make connections, and so a lot of times we stop there. But it's like, what does it mean to bring that then? to the church body in a way that might look different from a more outgoing personality. Right. Right. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. And I, I, on that same vine, what this is kind of comedy, a comic relief thing. What are some of the most terrifying things to you (laughs) or have been to you as a churchgoer? Yes. So whenever I'm told to go up to someone I don't know and introduce myself, sheer terror. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is not in my comfort zone. Like you said, I'm more likely to, um, in a social situation, find one or two people and have a deep conversation. Small Mm -hmm. talk is hard for me. Right. And again, I know it has a place and there's value to it, Mm -hmm. but I would much rather sit down and have a deep conversation Mm -hmm. about life and how you're doing or what book you're reading or that sort of thing. But the situations where it's like, go introduce yourself to someone new. That is, that's scary to me. Well, see, I'm okay with the introducing myself to someone new mm-hmm. as an introvert, but what I don't want to do is introduce myself to, the, to more than one mm, person. That makes sense. Like, let me just talk to the person next to me and let me feel it out. Can yeah. we have a conversation or not? And I resonate with that. And and I don't like the quick conversations. Like you said, I want to have a meaningful conversation mm-hmm. and I want to connect with somebody. Yeah. I don't really want to do the, hey, how you doing? I mean... You do that, right? I mean, because you're human and you yes, and but that is more draining than life giving. Really, we is. leave interactions like that feeling like, whew, that was it, it felt difficult. Whereas a deep that's the thing too is that I feel like in social situations, um, I've noticed because we've had a couple of. Um, you know, even with our community, with my work, where Mm -hmm. we've had retreats where I'm around the same people for a few days on end, Mm -hmm. but because the conversations are at a deep soul level, it's not as draining for me. Right. It's more energizing and life giving. Now it's still afterwards. It's purposeful. Yeah. It's purposeful. I still need afterwards to recharge and to get filled back up and have alone time after that. Right. But it's not as draining as if it stayed on the surface. Which is funny because you have to almost have a retreat after a retreat. Yes. (laughs) But it's true. Yeah. I'm like that way. I mean, I think a lot of people are, but like after visiting people, mm-hmm. I like go home and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, that's something too. We were talking about, you know, for example, on a Sunday morning, especially if I'm leading worship and I'm up front and then interacting with people in between, mm-hmm. um, I will go home and take a nap mm-hmm. afterwards because mm-hmm. I enjoy it and I love it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's a very draining thing energy-wise. And mm-hmm. so I think for us to recognize that about ourselves mm-hmm. when we are in an environment that is going to require a lot of energy from us, mm-hmm. and because we're introverted, mm-hmm. it's going to take more energy to be present with people in that type of large crowd. So then I know that Sunday afternoon, I need to go home and build in some rest and recovery right. time to right. take a nap, to read a book or whatever that looks like. Right. For me, one of the most awkward things is walking in. Mm. I love greeters. Mm -hmm. I absolutely adore greeters and I'm thankful they're there and I appreciate their smile. I just, inside when I walk in, I'm like, please don't talk to me. Please don't (laughs) talk to me. It's not that I don't want to talk to them, but it's like, I feel compelled if they talk to me. I don't know how to handle that. Mm. I'm like, 
because my gut says, oh, that, that person said hello, so I need to stop and talk and find out what's going on with them. Mm. But that's not the point of that. Right. The point of that is just, and so to me, it's just like, uh, yes, because it's a quick conversation. Yes. Whereas our desire for connection with people is the deeper conversations. It's hard. It's like, wow, that didn't feel, yes. I didn't feel that connection because it was quick. And it, you know, to them, that's fine. That's all they were looking for. But right. for us as introverts, we are looking for that deep, meaningful conversation and connection. And one thing that I think it's funny, I don't know if it's just the difference between Darren and I, because I wouldn't say he's an extrovert. He's more, he's more of an extroverted introvert. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. Cause I feel like He's Tyler's kind of, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're similar. Like they kind of feed off both. Mm -hmm. And, um, but he knows every, I mean, part of it is the job, but he knows everybody, mm -hmm. but I don't. And yeah. I mean, I'm like, I know a few people, but I know everything about them or, you know, what they share, what I mean, they share. Not like yeah. I'm stalking people, right. but you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's funny because he doesn't, he doesn't catch it because he's more of the, and maybe that's because they have 45 conversations on Sunday mornings and throughout the weeks and things like that. But for me, I remember all of the little details and maybe that's just part of my personality yeah. along with that too. But. Well, I think as introverts, we tend to um, go deeper in mm -hmm. relationship with a few people mm -hmm. instead of a surface connection with a bunch of people. And so the people that you know, and that you've taken the time to mm -hmm. develop relationships with, you know them really well yeah. because you've had those deep conversations. And I think that's a, that's a big difference that I feel as an introvert is that I don't have the capacity for, you know, 40 different friends, mm -hmm. um, because it drains me to have just a bunch of surface connections, right. but I have a few friendships that are at a very deep level, mm -hmm. um, that I feel like I'm able to maintain. Did you ever feel guilty about that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the older, you know, the older I get, the more I come to accept, you know, mm -hmm. this part of me and who I am and mm -hmm. see that it's a good thing and not a bad thing. But I think there are times that I feel, uh, one thing I feel guilty about, to be honest, is I really struggle with faces and names. Oh yeah. Both. I struggle with that. There's, there's actually, um, this is kind of random, but there was an article interview with Brad Pitt where he talked about having facial blindness. Did you hear about this? No, but I've heard of it. Before. Yeah. Where if you see someone in a different context than you expect you to see them, you don't recognize them. Oh, so I think I was like, oh my gosh, I think I, I have that. I feel that too, because I, yeah. I'll see some, and I, and I hate that because I'm like, I don't want to be rude or snub anybody. So if anyone has ever seen me in public and I didn't recognize you, my apologies. That I makes, literally didn't recognize you. That makes walking into Walmart terrifying. It does. Because you're like, what if I don't? Yeah. And then there's that whole level of guilt yes. that you feel. And which is really silly on right on behalf, but it, it's understandable. Yeah, because it's not intentional. I'm not intentionally yeah. snubbing anybody. If people would just wear name tags, yeah, that'd be that really helpful. Be and like name tags and where <laughs> you saw them and what they were wearing the last time yeah. and what book they discussed. Yeah. But that'd be helpful. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, it would be very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that, another thing I was thinking about when we were talking about having this conversation was spiritual gifting. Mm. And I always wondered if there was a connection between certain types of gifts and whether you're an introvert or an extrovert um i feel like sometimes god does the exact opposite of what you expect yeah um only because he likes to take the unlikely to me but what like if you wouldn't mind sharing maybe what some of your spiritual giftings are and how you feel that plays out yeah with being an introvert yeah because i think you know some of my giftings are uh, you know more of the upfront 
you know, I have the, the gift of teaching. Mm-hmm. And this is again, where I've had to discover what that looks like for me, because even though it's an external expression, it mm-hmm. starts with that internal reflection. Mm-hmm. I have to read and write and mm-hmm. ponder and think and right. all of those things. If I'm going to have anything valuable to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think too, that it looks different for me than maybe an extrovert with a teaching gift mm-hmm. and the, the way that that manifests for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really have to recognize that if I'm going to use this gifting, I have to have that alone time mm-hmm. um, for that to be formed in me. Um, but I do, you know, again, I think it's that that common perception that if you're introverted and some, you know, it depends on the person, but I'm an introvert, but I also love speaking and leading worship mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And that energizes me. Um, but I do think it has to come from that interior place of I've been on my own. I've been in my time with God. I've been able to write and process and mm-hmm. then bring that externally. It's almost like you're setting the scene to be able to be excited to share. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas just being thrown out in front would be like, <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, I need mean, even terrifying. You know, even before this conversation, we talked about, hey, let's just a few ideas so I can process right. beforehand, right. and I can think on the spot too. But it always helps me to have that time beforehand to just kind of wrap my mind around it mm-hmm. and think and reflect before I say things out loud. Yeah. Which is funny for me, um, being an introvert, married to again somebody who's kind of both. You can give him a topic and put him in front of anybody, and he, Darren, is comfortable to talk about anything forever. And I'm like, I can maybe come up with three coherent sentences right. before I'm like, I, that's all I have. Yeah. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm similar. And I feel like there's certain things that I've, I've taught on them or spoken on them enough that I can kind can of, do it. I yeah. can do it, but I am much more, um, feel much more confident if I've mm-hmm. had time to think and process. And that's, you know, even a big difference when, you know, sometimes introverts struggle with being put on the spot where mm-hmm. if you ask them something, um, they might not have a response because they need time to process and reflect mm-hmm. first before they can they can speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even think this makes me think too of, you know, if you are someone who's not an introvert and you're like, gosh, I, I want to hear from this person and you have to ask the question. Yeah. Because introverts are a lot less likely to interrupt you mm-hmm. or to speak up if there's a like a big conversation going on. Mm-hmm. But if you ask them, hey, what do you think? You mm-hmm. will be amazed at what comes out. Oh, so true. Yes, because so there's true. so much there, but a lot of times it has to be invited. Yeah, and also give them a little bit of time. Yes. Because you have things to say, but we want to think about mm-hmm. making sure we're, at least I do, yeah. communicating correctly what I'm feeling and what I want to share. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it's fascinating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I wonder what it would be like to be an extrovert for just a day. It sounds exhausting to it me, does. but if you're an extrovert, it wouldn't be because be like, oh. <laughs> that's where your energy would be different. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, totally feel that one. Okay. What about like in small groups, like mm-hmm. you've participated in small groups. Mm-hmm. I've participated in small groups. It's been, for me personally, it's been a different experience being a leader versus being just a person. And it's much easier for me to be the leader mm-hmm. than it is for me to be a participant. Um, and I don't really have an answer for that, except for maybe it's because I'm more prepared. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I'm also the weird person. Like when with the, when we did lead a small group, I insisted everybody play games, which is not typical of an 
of an introvert. Yeah. But I love games and I'm mm. a little bit competitive. <laughs> but not games with everybody. You have to be the right people. But anyway. Right. right. But anyway, how about you? I mean, how does what does that look like for you? Yeah, it's interesting. I think even you talking about when you're a leader, being able to help the conversation mm-hmm. to be intentional mm-hmm. and to and to go to a depth mm-hmm. um, that that maybe you wouldn't experience if you're a participant. Because I think in a, in a small group, you know, again, it goes back to that small talk thing and mm-hmm. how that can be a struggle um, when it stays, when the conversation stays on the surface. But when I'm in a small group that the conversation goes, goes to that deeper place and that we're talking about our life and about God and all of those mm-hmm. things, I feel more connected to people. But when it's focused on small talk or so, or social connection, again, mm-hmm. those are all great things. And I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I always am afraid I'm like, introverts don't hate people. We don't hate small talk. It's just, it's a different energy. It's a totally different energy. Well, I almost feel like I, for me, I feel this, um, compelling need to get there Mm -hmm. to the important conversations. Right. But I realize for some people that surface is the important. Yes. And that makes it hard. Yeah. And some ways that makes it easier when you're a leader because you can kind of recognize that. But when you're a participant, sometimes that's difficult because Mm -hmm. you kind of want to sit and scream, can we get past this right. to the stuff that really matters? Yeah. <laughs> and that's not fair, right? but it's just the reality yeah. of what it is. And, and it, it can take time to get to those places. Cause it's not, you know, you don't want to go up and meet someone and then say, so what, what's your biggest struggle right now? I just met you, but can you please yeah. spill your deepest, darkest yeah. secrets with me? So it takes time to develop that. Yes. And I think that's where, um, you know, I have friendships that we might not talk for two months, but then when we get together, we mm-hmm. are able to go to those places pretty quickly, right. but it's because we've developed that trust and right. we know each other's stories and we have that background with each other. Right. And that's where, you know, I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm not the type of person that is on a text thread with five people that were texting multiple times a day. That would, that would drain me. Mm-hmm. But I am the type that I have, I have close friends that when we get together, we have deep conversations. I feel known, connected. I know I could reach out to them at any time. Right. But we don't need to talk every day. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, to me, sounds healthy. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, again, an extrovert, they need that connection, yeah. you know, multiple times a day where they, they want to them connection feels like frequency. Whereas to me, connection feels like depth. Right. I was just thinking to myself, I wonder what a small group of introverts would look like. And I was kind of chuckling because I was thinking, oh, okay, well, everybody talks in pairs and then we (laughs) just disappear (laughs) because then we're going to talk about, I don't know, we're going to go read and journal. Yes, and sounds good to me. (laughs) Then later we might talk to each other about what, you know, we felt like God was talking to us about Mm -hmm. or showing us or whatever. But yeah, but it is interesting how I remember, um, Years ago, we had taken a trip as a staff and they put me and one other staff member as roommates. And later they were like, oh gosh, we weren't thinking you're both introverts and we put you in the same room together, like thinking we wouldn't be able to, I'm like, we had the best conversation ever, you right. know, cause it was, and that's, I think again, that's that misconception of that we're not mm-hmm. good with people or that we're not good at conversation. We're great at conversation. Well, we are. When yeah. it's that we are connection. We are. Yeah. Here we are having a conversation. We're awesome. (laughs) But it's that it's a different feel and it's a different depth. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's different. And Mm. I, that made me think about one time going on a trip to a youth leaders conference, riding in a van with 12 other people as an introvert. And I would say 90% were extroverts. And by the time we got there, I felt sick. 
Mm. I was just like, I just wanted to be alone and everything started. And you know, yeah. that was back in the day when youth conferences were huge, like big to do's all morning till night. And uh, it was, I couldn't wait to get home. Yeah. Could not wait to get home. Well, and that makes me think too of, you know, we're talking about what does it look like in the life of a church mm-hmm. for an introvert. And sometimes I think, you know, we see the bit, and I think of being in, growing up in youth group and how it was games and big and loud and all of these things. And I feel like the quieter spiritual mm-hmm. practices were not talked about as much. Mm-hmm. Um, things like silence and solitude, mm-hmm. um, you know, just being in God's presence in the stillness and having that space and time. And I think for an introvert, those are so, so important. They really are. They're life-giving. They are. They are. And I, I think to, as an introvert, build those into your day to mm-hmm. build in that space and that quiet that you're not going to get in a group of people necessarily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do. And, and even in a church service, we have times of prayer and stillness right. and things like that. But I know for me as an introvert, my need for stillness and quiet is higher mm-hmm. than people who are not introverts. Um, and so I have to build that into my day. And that's a huge part of my spiritual life is those mm-hmm. times of quiet mm-hmm. where, you know, for me, it looks like writing. I journal a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people don't like journaling and that's fine. But for me, that's how I connect with myself, how I connect with God. Mm-hmm. And as I've come to embrace that part of me as being a good thing, mm-hmm. I create space for it because I know this is how I connect with God. This is how I um, live out who I am and my true self. Right. Right. I think um, the first time I went on a my own spiritual retreat by myself, private, mm-hmm. and it was probably the most productive time I've ever mm-hmm. had in my life. I felt like it was way too short. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have used like three months. I think I could be one of those people who could go off into a cabin in the woods <laughs> with no internet, mm-hmm. with nothing, and be really happy for like a year. <laughs> I really do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it, I, it would take a while to decompress. Right. Because everything is just so loud. And yeah. to just get to the point of being able to calm myself. But yeah. um, I think I, that sounds really dreamy to me right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It does. Well, and, and then I, I, yeah, then I feel, I was going to say, then I feel guilty because then I'm like, oh, I'm away from everybody. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> bad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, as an introvert, knowing that you need more time alone, more time of quiet. And I think to, to consider in that alone time, what can you do that's life giving mm-hmm. and not just checking out? Yes. Cause I think there's a big difference. Huge difference. And it, for me, it's like, okay, if I'm having alone time, can I read a life giving book or can I, you know, whatever, go for mm-hmm. a walk or those kinds of things instead of picking up my phone and scrolling or something yeah. like that, where I'm like, that's not that that's bad to do ever, but it's not replenishing to me. Right. It's numbing. It's numbing. It's checking out. It's I've been around people all day and I just want to check out instead of I've been Mm -hmm. around people all day and I want to be alone and be replenished and refilled. And for me, when I do that, I feel even more drained when it's all over. Absolutely. Because I haven't had a chance to replenish at all. At all. It's crazy. So what are your favorite spiritual practices as an introvert that you think, I know you said silence and solitude, Mm -hmm. anything else? And I'm going to, I I have my own list in my mind of what I think you're going to say, only because they're probably very similar to mine. But what are the things that you feel have been, had the biggest impact for you to help you be able to really feel connected to God Mm -hmm. and 
but in a way that's true to Lindsay's turkey. Yes. I, you know, I really do think Silas and solitude is the top of the list. Anytime if I've had a conversation with someone where they're like, gosh, I just feel, you know, stuck in my walk with God or my quiet times aren't feeling, you know, fulfilling or whatever it is, I'll tell them to set a timer for five minutes Mm -hmm. and simply sit in silence and to rest in God's presence, to not come to that time expecting answers or some big revelation, but mm-hmm. simply be still in God's presence mm-hmm. and let that be enough. That's my number one thing. And, you know, I've done silence and solitude for longer stretches than that, mm-hmm. but to start small, to start, you know, mm-hmm. with five minutes or whatever amount of time you have. Um, like I said, journaling for me is huge because that is really mm-hmm. how I process life mm-hmm. and how I come to know what I, you know, there's a quote that says, I don't know what I think about something until I've written about it mm-hmm. or something similar. Um, and I feel that way that I, through writing that, that, mm-hmm. that, that helps me, um, you know, the practice of examine that, that Mm -hmm. daily review of what are the times in my day? It's just paying attention, paying Mm -hmm. attention to your life. What are the times in my day that I felt close to God or that Mm -hmm. I felt far from God? When Mm -hmm. did I feel most like myself? Mm -hmm. When did I feel least like myself? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just that personal reflection that shows me, um, areas I want to grow in and not Mm -hmm. to feel guilty or shame about, you know, gosh, I messed up or I did this wrong. It's not about that. It's just about paying attention Mm -hmm. to the movement and activity of God Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the spiritual, and that's not to say I don't need the external practices that involve other people, Mm -hmm. but for me, a lot of them that, that bring me the closest to God are the ones that are in the quiet, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a good balance because as we were saying, the church tends to be more extroverted. Like mm-hmm. when you attend a church service, it's it's all things extrovert for the most part. And I love that. I yeah. love that it is. And I think it's a good balance. But for your own spiritual health, you have to find a way to figure out mm-hmm. what's the best way. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to say too, that scripture reading is part of that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been cool even to learn different ways of engaging with scripture mm-hmm. that is more reflective mm-hmm. instead of just getting information and reading and saying, yeah. okay, now what do I need to do or apply, which again is all good, but to read it in a way that I maybe pick one verse mm-hmm. and I just kind of reflect on that and I allow that to sit with me. And then I read it again, right. instead of reading a, you know, I'm going to read one chapter a day. I'm going to say, I'm going to read these five verses mm-hmm. a few times mm-hmm. and see what is resonating with me and how do I carry that mm-hmm. into my day. It, that's funny because I was just sitting there thinking about, I know some people who that would never, for them, that just doesn't click with them. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm very much the same way, but I'm also a quotes person mm. and I'm an underliner. When I read a good book and I find a sentence that just tugs at my heart, you know, I'm underlining that, I'm writing it down, I'm hanging on to that. I like those pithy comments that, you know, like they touch me because, yes. you know, but anyway, yeah, that's, I'm very much the same way with, with scripture. I feel it, well the word is alive and active Mm -hmm. and it's going to touch you. And he's going to, sometimes he's going to have a moment where God will just present the verse to you and you'll be like, Oh, not like it's a magic eight ball, but you know what I mean? It's just that moment of comfort or clarity or whatever, whatever it might be. But Mm -hmm. I love talking with you. Oh, I love talking (laughs) with you too. And we have so many things we could talk about. Like off the top of my head, I'm thinking of all these offshoots of things that we should talk about, like reading Mm -hmm. and this and that, but they're all really introverty things. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I do, I did want to mention really quickly. um, 
I have not read this book, but there is a resource called um, Introverts in the Church. It's written by Adam McHugh, and it has really good reviews. So if anybody's interested, like if they're an introvert trying to figure out where they want to fit in or if they do, I mean, you do. You do fit in. You do fit in. You just, you know, it looks like, oh, one thing I didn't talk about that I wanted to, but we probably don't really need to delve into that too much, but what service looks like. But you kind of touched on that. Uh, because you lead worship and you teach and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, but I do think too, you know, and that's what it looks like for me, but mm-hmm. I also think if you're not an upfront person mm-hmm. and you're an introvert, to know the value of even just one conversation. Maybe yes. you come on a Sunday morning yes. and you connect with one mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. and you share something that they need to hear right? and that that's, that is just as important as the person up front. Right. And so, I, you know, like you said, I think in, sometimes we see the more visible gifts yeah. up front and we think, gosh, I don't know what I contribute. Right. But that all of that mm-hmm. matters. And so when we show up to church to think, how can I bring my most authentic self, who mm-hmm. God has created me to be, not trying to do it like someone else mm-hmm. or, or operate in someone else's gifts, but how has God created me? Mm-hmm. And how do I simply show up as myself and be present with people? Exactly. And that, that is huge. Right. Yeah. And I know for me personally, um, that has been a really struggle, a big struggle for a long time, trying to figure out exactly where I fit in. Because I've done, I mean, having a husband who's in ministry, you've been in, quote unquote, so many different roles. Mm-hmm. And I've done them all and I've, I I don't want to say played them all, but you know what I mean? Um, and I know what I can't do anymore just because of my energy level to be the best person, um, and to, to show up and serve God the best way I can. I know what things are just not in my wheelhouse. And for me personally, in this season of my life, I've found that actually looking at the church is a little bit wider as we all know it is the kingdom of God is Mm -hmm. huge. Um, I have really concentrated just on my neighbors, my mm. literal neighbors. Yeah. Um, I have a group of gals that I meet with in church. I'm not, you know, I still, I'm very much connected. But as far as like a ministry, it's like outside of the church. And that's just, it's been so life giving. Yeah. It's been wonderful to connect with one person mm-hmm. and to get to know this person really well. And then maybe I'll move on to the next person in the next. But um, it's just, I guess what I wanted to say and what I think you're trying to say and we're, we're, we're well, we are saying, mm-hmm. but I'm not actually because I'm not using actual words right now just <laughs> <laughs> is that don't box yourself in. Mm, yeah. You don't have to just be a children's worker. You don't have to just be in the worship band. You don't have to just be a greeter. The church is big. There are yes. lots of people with lots of needs and everybody is needed. Introverted, yeah. extrovert. Yeah. Everything. And that's, I, I think for me, discovering what it means to embrace this part of myself mm-hmm. is such a freeing thing mm-hmm. because then, then it's not trying to figure out necessarily what I do, but right. who I am right? and showing up as myself, being present with the people that are in my life. And that's what ministry flows out of is who we are. And so if you are an introvert to see that as a good thing mm-hmm. and not as a liability, that that's a beautiful part of who you are. And we need your perspective. We mm-hmm. need your presence. We need your voice. Mm-hmm. And so to sh- just show up as who you are yeah. and the rest will flow from that. I love that. I love that. I feel like there's so much truth in that. Just that little section right there of showing up, being who you are, yeah. who God created you to be yes. because he's gifted us all. It takes all of us. Yeah. Um, 
all this. But anyway, thank you so much. Oh, it's been so good coming. to talk to you. I know. It was so fun. And seriously, I have so many different things that we could talk about. And maybe one day we'll do a whole discussion on this whole um, thought of some people not having an internal monologue. I'm going <laughs> to... Anyway... <laughs> That's another podcast it's another episode for, for or maybe another not day. ever if there'd be a dungeon basement <laughs> episode. But thank you so much for coming. And Absolutely. I hope that somehow we've encouraged somebody who struggles maybe with how they fit in. If yes. maybe this they'll connect with us. Yeah. And um yeah. I'm thankful God makes us all different. Yes, me too. All right. Have a good day. You too. Hey, that was fantastic. Hey, thanks again for listening and I, I hope you keep tuning in to New Hope Underground for all sorts of uh, great content. Uh, we love doing this, and we love to hear from you, too. If you if you just give us a shout-out somewhere, somehow, social media, or however you want to do it, uh, it would be fantastic. We would love to just, uh, just encourage you to know that people are listening. We would love to know if you're listening. Uh, we, so uh, get, a, get a hold of us somehow, some way. Hey, God bless you. Have a great day.